When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. In a previous video, I said that there was no point in countering manipulation. Once you can identify the manipulation and know you're being manipulated, it simply doesn't work. All you have to do in that situation is just walk away. It's the same thing you would do if you're faced with a drug addict. Drug addicts are very good manipulators and often are very capable of getting people to give them things for free and support their drug habits. Once the people find out they're being manipulated by the addict, they can just simply remove their support and watch that person fail. One of the most effective punishments you can give an abuser is ostracism. Remove them from the group. That hits people hard at the base of their psychology because back in nature, when we didn't have all this technology, getting kicked out of the group means you're basically dead. It's the most damaging psychological trick you can throw against all of the mental and emotional abuse that these people put you through. And it's also why MGTOW is such an effective answer to all of the abuse that men have had to put up with. With that said, one of the most effective tactics to identify manipulation is something that you probably heard since you were a little kid. Actions speak louder than words. You want to know who someone truly is? Never ever listen to what they say. People often misrepresent themselves on purpose in order to manipulate you, or the people don't understand themselves well, so they misrepresent themselves out of ignorance. The surest way past this is just to simply watch how they act. Here's an example from the Tom Lika show of this playing out. Um, I had a problem with um, how you generalize women. Well, give me the specifics. Well, you just always generalize women. And I, I, oh, wait, I always generalize women? Isn't that a generalization? Okay, no. Every, I've only been listening for the past week and a half. Then how do you know what I always do? Well, I'm just saying it always comes across. You well, aren't you generalizing by saying I always do something? Okay, well, the majority of the time, from what I've heard, <laughs> you generalize women as, like, bitches, which... I mean, some of them are, but not all of them. Uh, most of them are. Some aren't. That's the way it is. And there are exceptions, yes. There are women who are bitches. So there are a few things going on here in this clip. The first is what I just mentioned. The caller accuses Tom of being a generalizer, which she implies is a bad thing, and then does so by generalizing him. She completely misrepresents herself. Now, here's how you can immediately tell that she does not care at all about the discussion. She implies that generalizing is bad, while at the same time generalizing Tom, and then, when he calls her out on it, instead of admitting fault for doing something that she called immoral, she just moves right along and ignores it. And of course she does this, because being moral is not the point of her call. The point of her call is that Tom in previous shows criticized single mothers and made her, as a single mother, look bad. So she is here to fling shit at Tom to make herself look better. That was the purpose of the ad hominem she used, and that's the purpose of essentially all ad hominems. I called you stupid, therefore I'm smart. 
When people do this, it is almost always just a projection on their personality. When they accuse you of being stupid, all they're doing is just calling themselves stupid because they couldn't think of an actual argument. And just so you know what kind of person this is, she is having this conversation where she called women bitches on a show that is largely about sex right in front of her child. Listen to the background noise. I don't think there's any choosing to it. I was on birth control. Dear, who chose the man? I did, as a teenager. Right. Don't be blaming him for being abusive, dear. You chose it. You said, oh, God, this guy gets me so hot. That was you. Well, no, he just got me to move into it with him. And I go, How did he get you to do that? Now that we've finished the warm-up, let's get into the main topic. At this point, a lot of you have probably heard about Katie Hill, who is that congresswoman from California. Katie Hill is a unique case. Because usually, when we get accusations of misconduct, we get a big game of he said, she said, and we never really get to hear the full story. However, in the case of Katie Hill, she was caught red-handed. And it was so clear and so bad that she had to step down from office. She was so bad that even the Democrats wouldn't protect her and keep her in office. But the best part is that that didn't stop her from trying to change the story. Let's review the facts first, though. 32-year-old Katie Hill had two articles written about her in Red State and Daily Mail where they revealed that her husband posted nude photos of her on Reddit in a thread called Would You Fuck My Wife? One of those photos revealed some interesting facts about Katie Hill. First, it depicts her smoking pot on September 11, 2017, which was before weed was legalized in California. Now, that's kind of fun to hear, but the even better detail of that photo is that she's sporting an iron cross tattoo, which is a symbol used for German soldiers from the years 1871 to 1945, and it was adapted by Hitler to include a swastika. This is particularly ironic because she currently has a pin post on her Facebook page accusing Trump of being a white supremacist, yet she carries a tattoo of a symbol used by Nazis. Understand, though, in full disclosure, that sometimes skaters or people who are in extreme sports will use this cross as like a rebellious symbol. However, if someone on the right had this tattooed on him, he would be murdered by the left. So playing by the rules of the Democrats, I think it's very safe to say that Katie Hill is a white supremacist. Despite that, a few nude photos is probably not why she had to step down. This is probably the real reason why she had to step down. Katie Hill claims that she participated in an open relationship with her husband, which is basically the kind of open relationship you guys would expect. She gets to have sex with other people while he gets nothing. Well, that doesn't sound like an open relationship to me. It just sounds like she's cheating on her husband while he does nothing about it. So, in 2017, Katie, who was 30, engaged in a sexual relationship with a 22-year-old female staff member while she was married. Now, isn't that just the strangest thing? Back in 2017, when the Me Too movement started, wasn't it a big complaint that older men were using their position of power to prey on young, impressionable women? Isn't that why they crucified Harvey Weinstein? In this situation, didn't Katie Hill use her position of power to prey on a girl eight years younger than her who was also an employee? 
How is that any different from what they are accusing Harvey Weinstein of? That's quite a bit of selective enforcement of the rules. So anyway, the reason she is stepping down is a little unclear, but it's likely that the sexual relationship she had with her employee is illegal in California, and she's probably trying to avoid going to jail. But let's sum everything up here. Katie Hill takes a picture of herself smoking weed while she's sporting a Nazi tattoo. She then goes to cheat on her husband and abuse her position of power to engage in a sexual relationship with a younger female employee. After all this, she, of course, is the victim. She was so scared she couldn't leave her house after the photos were leaked. Her mind went to dark places, and she was so sad that she let everyone down. Well, basically nobody with a brain believes her, or thinks she's anything less than an abuser of her husband and an abuser of her employees. But despite that, she still makes a very feeble attempt to shift the blame off of her. Even though this manipulation was a complete failure, this is still a tactic that women commonly use to get out of trouble. So I'm still going to go over it and, well, pay attention. I'm leaving, but we have men who have been credibly accused of intentional acts of sexual violence and remain in boardrooms, on the Supreme Court, in this very body, and worst of all, in the Oval Office. Credibly accused? What does that even mean? Did she just say that Brett Kavanaugh should be put off the Supreme Court because some random chick accused him of raping her 35 years ago with no evidence? Now, for the sake of argument, let's play this game. Let's say that the accusations against Kavanaugh are completely true and Kavanaugh is a rapist. She is trying to make an appeal to social acceptability. Brett Kavanaugh got away with sexual misconduct, so it's perfectly fine if I do it too. This is an appeal to female nature, because women base their morality largely on what's socially acceptable, regardless if it's right or not. Slavery used to be socially acceptable. She is saying something along the lines of, well, Brett Kavanaugh had slaves, so it should be okay if I have slaves too. Not only is this argument immoral, it doesn't even bear out in the facts because Kavanaugh didn't rape anybody. There is no evidence of Kavanaugh's alleged sexual misconduct. However, there is tons of evidence of Katie's sexual misconduct. So the they did it too defense here completely failed, as it should always fail because just because someone else did it doesn't mean it's morally right. Now there is another manipulation tactic that was not used in Katie Hill's final speech. However, it's a very related tactic, so I thought I might go over that one too. Very often, when women are caught doing something wrong, she will deflect by bringing up something that you've done wrong. It'll sound a little bit like this. Oh, I didn't do the dishes? Well, what about you? You didn't mow the lawn today, and you didn't fix that broken light switch in the living room that you said you'd fix. After saying something like that, she will start to shift the entire conversation to be about you being inadequate which distracts you from the fact that she didn't do the damn dishes. What this might look like in politics is that Katie Hill is found guilty of sexual misconduct, so she's going to deflect by saying, well, uh, yeah, I did that, but, but Trump is a white supremacist. And what about Trump? And, and now we need to impeach him. He's done some terrible things. He did the Russia thing. Pay close attention when they're doing this, because this is a very effective tactic that women use all the time 
to get out of trouble. If someone is trying to pull this trick on you, then all you have to do is stay focused on the original point and the original argument. And if that is deflected from and that's not answered, then you know you're being manipulated. And once you figure that out, you don't try to defend yourself. You don't try to fight for the cause. You just remove them from the group. You just walk away. And you do that because indifference and ostracism is the most effective punishment you can give any abuser, whether they are male or female. But anyway, I think that's enough for this video. So if you liked it, hit the like button. Subscribe if you're new. Comment and share. If you'd like to support the channel, then you can do so either through PayPal, Subscribestar, or Patreon. All those links are in the description. And last, don't forget to subscribe to my BitChute channel. The link for that is also in the description. Other than that, thanks for watching, and I'll see you in the next video. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.